0: Hello, and welcome to Bridging the Gap, Education Through Stories of Adoption. My name is Ryan Anderson, and I have the honor of being the host of this podcast. Our mission is to educate people through stories of adoption. I often have conversations about adoption with people, and hear them say something like, I just don't know enough about it. Through this avenue, we hope to educate each other with both stories of adoption and interviews with some educated friends on the matter. We love adoption, we love the orphan, and we hope to extend the same passion to you. A few quick announcements before we begin. First, we want to thank XN Radio for graciously allowing us to be a part of their team. Specifically, thank you to Solomon Tartaglia and his team for helping to dream up this podcast and work through each of the details. Second, if you have a story of adoption, have worked with any agencies regarding adoption, foster care, or the orphan crisis, or you know someone with a story, we want to hear from you. Please email us at sharemyadoptionstory at gmail.com. Let's share my adoption story at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you soon and now, to introduce our guest for today's podcast, please join me in welcoming Anastasia Logan, but affectionately known as Anastasia Logan. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi Ryan, thank you very much yeah
0: awesome so let's let's just go for it. Go ahead and tell me your story.
1: Well, um, yeah, like you said, my name is Anastasia, and that kind of gives off a good indicator of where I'm from. Often people ask me why my name is Anastasia and it comes from Russia. And so that is where I was born. That's my motherland. Um, I was born out of wedlock into um, into a family where the two individuals were very immature, Mm. very young, they had no idea what they were getting into and they were very much living in the sin of Russia. There's a lot of family destruction and this family system and unit in Russia is just not good. It's never been really in a good place. So I kind of was born into that. Um, My brother was born just two years before me. My mother was 16 when she gave birth to him. And then later uh, at the age of the end of 17 gave birth to me and so we were just completely born into poverty um, and my mother knew this going into it and so she actually went to the Russian government in Murmansk Russia and she revoked her parental rights Mm. Um, and so she went to them and and she said I can't um, actually take care of these children I'd like to move them over to the government so that they can live In an orphanage and they looked at her situation and they were like yeah this is probably the best choice Mm. so my brother and I were put in an orphanage the same orphanage luckily um, in separate rooms Uh, we lived there for about two years and we had older ladies that would come and take care of us yeah Um, they were they were interesting because they were they were older they were not loving but they did their job to take care of us they were never there Um, emotionally um, but they did feed us and so that was significant because I never went hungry there Um, and the family that I was adopted into um, my mother today was asked a question at church she said if you could do anything for the Lord that you haven't been able to do yet what would you do and she said I would love to adopt and so she went Mm -hmm. back to my dad and she asked him and she said why can't we just do this. And um so they started praying about it and they decided that that was something that they wanted to do. So originally they were going to go to Guatemala um and that ended up not working out. And so they looked at Russia. Um which was really significant because now you can't adopt there anymore um as you know. And so they came, they were only expecting to find one child um but yeah. once they saw my brother and I they knew that they wanted to and so we were adopted I was just five and my brother had just turned seven Um, and we had moved over to the United States and lived in Indiana for the majority of my life Um, but my adoption was closed so I don't have any contact with my birth family we actually even um, we hired like an agent to kind of go back and to look but if You know anything about russian culture um they say leave the past in the past and so that agent that we had hired to go look for any information regarding my parents came back with nothing Um, and to this day we have no information um and even through the adoption agency we have no ability to contact her and so that has been a huge theme in my life um and I will explain that more later, but that's kind of the very um brief summary of where I came from.
0: Awesome. What's your brother's name? Vladimir? Great, and that was y- his birth mom gave him that name
1: yes, awesome. these are these are our given names, which is also very significant to us.
0: yeah great. um well thanks for thanks for jumping in and just uh, being willing to share that. Adoption's a tremendously beautiful. Um, story uh, that throbs though with a very painful beginning often mm-hmm. um, you know often bore out of some sort of um, poverty or uh, lack of care in some cases mm-hmm. and just um, it's, a, it's a great picture of how our God works yeah, in more ways than one um, but specifically in terms of you know, turning ashes into beauty. He does that all the time. Yeah. So um, you mentioned that as as you've grown, um, you've been able to identify the scars of your heart mm-hmm. um, more clearly. Yeah. I was wondering if you could speak into that a bit more.
1: Yeah. Um, I think when we're children, when we go through something traumatic, um, our brain kind of does something in order to protect us and creates kind of a shell. Um, And I think that's exactly what had happened to my brother and I. And um, even throughout the um, adoption process, I don't remember it being difficult, but I don't remember very much of it. And um, usually people have um, a story to, a story to um, pinpoint how difficult The transition was and I don't remember my transition being very difficult at all and I think that's the hand of the Lord on it the Lord on it but also I think I had a shell of protection over me that my brain just naturally did and so I don't remember much of my childhood at all because I think I was in protection mode and that shell did not begin to break until middle school when um, i would just start weeping uncontrollably mm. it usually happened at night and it, it and i just wanted to see my birth mom yeah. i just wanted to be with her and i didn't understand where it was coming from i hadn't known the lord yet and so i couldn't connect that to him yet and um i could quickly tell that this was something that had fundamentally impacted me that it was like engraved into my heart and that it made me very grieved and so as i grew and as i went to high school it only progressed and got worse um and things started to come out in me um i didn't trust my parents i didn't trust them to take care of me i didn't trust them to love me not because i knew that it was just something that naturally happened within me and it wasn't until i began following jesus where those things started to make more sense and i could start to pinpoint this was something that um really impacted me as a child and if it goes un untouched or unnoticed it will continue to manifest <coughs> into something um very very um difficult for the rest of my life and so i've gone to several counselors, adoption counselors, both good and bad Mm -hmm. um, that have helped me kind of uncover those things, patterns of thinking or um, just habits that I have or the way that I make friendships or the way that I relate to my adoptive parents, like what has been shaped and impacted. it, It almost covers every aspect of my life. And my desire now is to do that in such a way that glorifies and honors God, but doesn't forget or move what had happened because I do believe it's a scar but I think it is being mended and healed and therefore I can still glorify and honor God in the midst of having that as part of my story.
0: That's awesome it's a it's amazing what begins to happen to the most painful parts of our life when we start to feel like we belong to God yeah like we're adopted into his sonship um, and it's amazing the sort of healing that comes when we realize, oh, I belong to a really, really great father. Yeah. Um, and especially in light of, you know, adoption where abandonment is certainly a real thing. Um, and even if it's pre-verbal, and you may not fully understand the reality of abandonment. Yeah. Um, certainly it still comes up later in some, some fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear that in your story, but I'm I'm thankful that, came to the Lord and in that belonging it was like okay like these scars are here and present but praise be to God like they're for his glory and honor Mm -hmm. so yeah thanks for sharing that Um, just a few questions what uh, what does it mean to look like or to live in a family that you do not look like or not connected to genetically
1: yeah this is something that has most recently come up to be um different. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm white and I was adopted into a white family. And so there isn't huge distinction, but um I never had the conversations growing up like, "Oh, you have your father's nose or you have your mother's sarcasm." Yeah. Um I grew up just being with my brother. Um, luckily, I see so much of myself in him. But what I've been learning recently is what does it mean to look at an adoptive parent and not see any of your, any of yourself in them um, in the way that you think, in the way that you spend your leisure time, in th- even the food that you eat? Um, what does it mean to be a family mm-hmm. when there are such clear distinctions? Um. And the reason why this um, became important to me was because I quickly realized that my brother and I intrinsically carried traits about each other that um, were similar to one another, um, down to, like I said earlier, the things that we enjoy eating. Um, and I can remember what we ate in the orphanage and still to this day we gravitate to, towards certain foods because that is what we knew when we were younger. Um, But even the way that he and I enjoy spending our leisure time is much different than my family and it makes me wonder um, if I was still with my biological family, what would it look like for me to feel like I belong genetically? Like, could I look at my mother and see myself in her and in the person that I could become one day? Can I look at my father and um, see myself in him? I know that that has hindered my brother and I in certain areas of life because it it is important the families that we were born into it is deeply important like um we were created to be with a unit god is our father and he has created families for a reason and so when that is separated what does that look like because it is different and it's subtle but it is important it is important the way that we connect with one another um and so i I dearly love my adopted family, and the things that we do together are very meaningful to me. Um, It's just I have that question in the back of my mind. What would it look like if I was with my biological family? How would would we all together as a family spend time doing things together that are intrinsic to our genetics? Um, And so that's just been something that I still ponder and wonder.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's definitely a a unique perspective, one that I've not really dove into. deeply yet anyway uh, how old were you when you were adopted
1: I had just turned five and my brother had just turned seven
0: okay so he does he remember a bit more than you do
1: it's interesting because he has more distinct memories, but um, the way that he kind of functions, he's also kind of got that Russian perspective that like what was in the past is in the past. Let's not talk <sighs> about it, which has been beneficial and also detrimental in certain areas. And so he definitely remembered more of the language. So to this day, y- you can kind of hear the accent in his voice. Um, but um, for the most part, yeah.
0: Great. Awesome. Well, on the flip side of the previous question, um, what does it mean, uh, I know you're wrestling with this currently, so if you don't have a full thought, that's okay. Uh, What does it mean to be deeply connected to your birth mom without actually knowing her?
1: Yeah, this started to come up in middle school, like I said, where I would just, I would lay in bed at night and I don't even know what would make it happen, but I would just grieve. I would just be so heartbroken over the fact that I couldn't be with my mother, the person who bore me, the person who um, had me in her womb. I didn't know the significance of that until I began to grieve it. Um, and so even to this day, every couple of months, it will come over me and I will have to grieve once again, the separation of my mom. Yeah. Um, and... It, it's it's very interesting because many adoption stories begin with children being born and they immediately get separated from their mother, which has a whole plethora of, uh, of disadvantages to that. Um, I think for my story, it's a little bit different because I did live with her for a little bit before I was put in an orphanage. So I do believe that I had time to bond with her like when she gave birth to me they immediately put me on her chest and i was able to connect with her in that way and i do believe from the bottom of my heart that she was a loving person Mm -hmm. and i think out of the love of her heart and the care of her heart she went to the government and she said these children will end up on the street if you don't do something about it and so i know her heart going into that was of kindness um but still to this day there is a misconnection um and i like i like you said i'm i'm still working through what that means and how to come to terms with that and how to live the rest of my life um possibly never being able to connect to that that side of me and if i have children one day that is so important to me that um maternal love that like the instinctual love the i I don't even know how to describe it at times just because there's something so spiritual whether you're a believer or a non-believer i believe that like when you have a baby you are spiritually emotionally mentally and physically bonded to that child and that is really important and what happens to that bond when there's physical separation um and so i As of right now I just I go through the grief of it and I don't know how long that will last for the rest of my life Um, I don't know if it'll get better when I have children if I have children or if I don't know what that looks like but right now as it comes I try not to push it away because that would be easy but I try to allow myself to grieve what happened because I know the heart of God um, that he it's okay yeah it's okay that I am not connected to my uh, adopted mother as I am to my biological mother. It's, that is okay. Um, that is not something to be ashamed of or, um, um, yeah. And so I've tried to embrace that as much as I can. And that has come through counseling and that has come through prayer and that has come through the nights of just sheer, just sheer sorrow that I can't be with her. Um, and it also shows to the importance of human, human connection the way that God has set it up is for a reason um, and when we disturb that or when we um, mess that up in a way that there are grave consequences to that and and those may not come out right away.
0: Yeah certainly I'm thinking through that currently um, and yeah I I wonder what that would look like uh, how hard that would be um, and honestly, I've never even talked to, I've talked to a lot of people, um, even as it relates to like the past few weeks, um, and had conversations on this podcast that listeners will hear previous to this. Um, and, you know, I think you have a unique perspective in that uh, you have started to work through the really, really hard questions, um, and also wrestled with that hard uh, lack of genetic familial connection, because uh, there's something to be said for that. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I love my mom, and I love my dad, no matter what they do. You know, no matter if they, you know, did something horrendous to me, which they would, but I still love them because, like, they made me, mm-hmm. and they, b- my mother bore me, and my, yeah. they worked so hard to you know raise me and so i i have empathy for you in that area um because i don't understand it fully um, but i think certainly credit to you for wrestling uh, and wrestling well uh with what that looks like because i'm sure uh in some certain way uh that this has caused kind of a unique dynamic between you and your adopted mom um and we yeah. don't we don't need to get into that but and I'm sure that we
1: can if you would like yeah
0: I mean like maybe if but you would it's like it's
1: significant to I think
0: yeah I mean just like um you know because I imagine maybe being and maybe I could talk to a mom about this better you know who struggled with this but um I imagine being the adopted mom and you know what would my response be if I found out that my adopted daughter um Let me rephrase that. In the future, I hope to adopt many, many kids,
1: (laughs) to be honest.
0: And I wonder, like, um, if it would hurt or if it would be painful or if it would just be, like, expected to have my adopted daughter say to me, you know, something along the lines of, like, I'm really struggling with connecting with you. Yeah. Which is, I mean, many, 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 if not all, stories of adoption wrestle with this dynamic. But I just wonder, in your mom's position, dang. Wow, what an effect yeah. that has on our relationship.
1: I think my mom coming in my adoptive mom coming into it, she she was led by the Holy Spirit completely to adopt us. And so that that began in her this this preparation for these kids that she didn't even know. And she learned Russian for us. And so oh, when wow. we were in the United States, she alongside my brother were the only people that I could communicate for for a while because of the language barrier and so she poured herself utterly into that role but you're right I did not have a maternal connection to her for a very long time and I would say it has only been in the last two or three years where I have been able to really bond with her and to form connections with her that will last a lifetime I don't think well they could have been formed um, unknowingly to me because I was young, but um, I deeply respect and love her, and um, to this day, will hold her with the highest honor. Um, I look up to her as a woman, and I hope to be a fraction of who she is. Um, I do not ever doubt her love, and I know that she would do anything for us That's, um, that has never been in question. Yeah. Um, but I think, and she has always respected the fact that. I have a biological mother and she has always um, treated that subject very kindly uh, uh, and respectfully and given me the space that I need because she does understand that she she has the child of another woman and she has faithfully loved that child and faithfully um, given that child a life that that would not have been in the situation that they grew up in And, and so yes I I can now confidently say that my mom has helped me so much in that she gave me the space that I needed, and she listened to me, um, which was so important to me. Um, and I think no matter what, people will come around. I think adopted kids will come around. I mean, especially when we, um, especially as when we become Christ followers, because then we understand the greater picture of what God is doing and what adoption means. And so my respect for her and my love for her grew and came alive when I came to know the Lord because I understood the kind of obedience that it took to make that kind of a choice and to sacrifice her time, her energy, her tears um, into raising us. And so that's a great question that needs to be um, addressed head on. Um, And I think I think knowing the fact that your kids might not be connected to you um, that I hope that doesn't hinder you um, because they they have to go through what it means to transition but also to live life knowing that you have two sets of parents. Um, One set is involved and the other is not but you still have two that's not impossible to do that's not impossible to function in a beautiful family but um, yeah.
0: Yeah in the same way I'm thinking in the same way that In adoption the mom or the dad adopted mom or dad has to choose and develop a love for this child yeah in the same way that adopted child yeah no matter no matter at what age they are adopted at some point we'll wrestle you know of course if they know they're adopted but at some point we'll we'll wrestle with now I have to choose to love my non-biological parents Mm -hmm. so wow I'm intrigued to be sure so, uh as I was kind of reading through what what you sent me, I this question um that I was thinking of and actually you thought of it for me. <laughs> but we often hear, you know, preachers or pastors say something like, you know, we're adopted into God's family. And I even I even use it often when referring and talking about adoption like, oh, God has chose us and adopted us and mm-hmm. Uh, all this deeply theological language. um, And I never thought about it in terms of what an adopted kid actually thinks of that in terms of their situation. Because, uh, you know, kids developmentally, um, for a while, are very egocentric. um, And everything they hear relates to them and is about them. Um, But even later on, when you... Develop out of the stage of ego centrosity, if that's the right word. Um, still, if you have some sort of story, almost everything you hear relates back to yeah. that story. And so, as you wrestled with it, and and you hear that, like what comes to mind? Like what what kind of uh, things are you wrestling with when you hear someone say, like, "Hey, we're adopted into God's family." Yeah.
1: Yeah. Often, when preachers. Um, I mean, it's biblical, so what they're yeah. saying is not wrong by any means. But when they talk about being adopted into God's family, I think a lot of people expect me to really understand what that means. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think I know what that means because although I was adopted, I was adopted from um, one situation into another, both on earth. Um, and so that comes with sin on both either ends. And so although I was adopted into something that was much better, I had a much more... Um, a a much healthier life when I was adopted there was still so many challenges and there was a lot of grief and there was a lot of difficulties that I wasn't expecting and I didn't really know of until I got older and so when I hear that in in the church I just I don't get what that means And I think people expect me to know what that means. And I know a portion of what it means to be adopted, but being adopted into the family of God is, it's, it's so much deeper than just, I think earthly adoption really does reflect something um, in the heart of God, but I'm currently learning experiencing being adopted into the family of God right now as 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 we speak in in my walk with the Lord and so that has been a much different experience um, to me because I'm being adopted into a family of perfection yeah um, and God is a perfect God um, and God is divine <laughs> and so th- th- I think they do parallel something true I just I I don't know if people looking at me to understand what that means will solve any of their questions Um, because I really I'm figuring that out just as much as everyone else is Um, I know what it means to transition but that transition was very difficult and the more and more I grow, the more and more I grieve that transition. Yeah. Um, and as a believer, I'm not grieving my transition from being a sinner to being um, yeah. righteous in the sight of God. That becomes more and more beautiful in, in my eyes. And I get more and more reveals is revealed to me um, what it means to be a daughter of God and what it means to be a Christ follower and what my role is now. They're just two very separate things. And so I, I definitely understand that um, they're not, most likely the people who are preaching on what it means to be adopted aren't thinking about all the adopted kids. But it is something that people have come and I think expect me to understand much better than what I really do.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're running out of time, but there is always one question that I like to ask. Uh, each and every person or family that comes on uh, and records with us, um, if someone was thinking about adoption today, wrestling with if they should adopt, uh, what would you tell them, and is adoption worth it?
1: Wow, that's a really great question. Um, if someone was thinking about adoption today, I'm I'm all for it, obviously. Um, I think... You need to know something going into adoption. um,
0: Say it. (laughs) Don't be scared. Say it.
1: That it's going to be so hard, (laughs) to be honest, because I think about it, and I would like to do it one day as well, and that's one of the reasons why I'm getting education in the realm of children is because you are going to have to, in the middle of the night, hold a weeping child you're gonna have to not be able to connect with them in the way that a maternal connection would be. You're gonna have to, um, so I would tell them to just start preparing for that because um, although if I'm a five-year-old and I'm weeping and grieving over the fact that I've been separated from my birth family, but I don't know it, um, I really want there to be um, an ability from the parent to kind of pick up on that cue and to just, To just hold the crying child i think that's where mending happens is that although you were although you were left or abandoned or whatever the case may be there is still a loving um a loving arm that you can snuggle up into and that you can be loved by through that so i would the way that i've thought about it is as i prepare for one day hopefully being able to do this is you can be the place of a mother, you can do it well. Although you'll never replace the birth mom, um, be prepared to just let the child grieve. Um, And I I wish more of my shell came out as a young child so that I didn't have to do this as an adult. But I I think it's great either way because I am learning what it means to be um, a Christ follower. But adoption is so worth it. And I know we are called in the Bible to be fruitful and multiply. I think in our context, we need to look at all the the children right now who don't have homes. Um, And before we have our own children, consider those um, because it says, a religion that is pure and undefiled is one that goes and visits the widows and the orphans. And so...
0: In their distress, which means you enter their situation.
1: Yes, and they're helpless. And, you know, and d- we are called with the re- resources that we have to go in and to, th- to do that for them. So I would, cons- I would ask them to consider that um, yeah. and ask them to consider what it means to raise a child that's grieving.
0: Great. Well, I am... Um, grateful for your story and I'm grateful for your insights and I'm sure you could say a lot more um, because there's no there's no story that's you know that large that can b- be fit into a 30-minute yeah. slot
1: <laughs> thank you uh, anyways
0: no no worries and I'm, I'm so glad that you know you shared some insights with us and certainly some things that are unique uh, for our listeners and uh, I want to offer a brief challenge um, before we go to each of our listeners, um, is find someone this week, uh, or today even, um, that you know is adopted, uh, or you uh, know has a story, and just ask them to tell you their story. Uh, It's worth listening to, and it's a great picture of reconciliation and redemption, um, and God working great things out of seemingly really terrible situations. We've seen that today um, in Anastasia's story, uh, but unfortunately, this is all we have time for today. Uh, thank you to our guests uh, for joining us on Bridging the Gap and for sharing your insights and stories. As I mentioned at the beginning of our show, we would love to hear from you. If you have a story that you would like to share, please email us at sharemyadoptionstory@gmail.com. at Have a great week.